Hey, welcome everybody. We are here and uh, it's Wednesday. We're excited. And uh, today we're having our monthly uh, podcast with Olivier Melnick and it's uh, an update on everything Jewish. And Olivier is going to be joining us. I mentioned last time uh, joining once a month with me. Again, update on everything Jewish. Olivier, welcome to the program today. And uh, we, have, we have a lot to talk about with everything Jewish here today. It's good to be back. Thank you, Tom. It's great having you here. Um, listen, before we get going, uh, I know we have some details we need to cover today that people are really going to be interested in uh, regarding what's going on in the world. But real quickly, you have a couple of books that are available uh, that people, I think, are going to be interested, especially after the subject matter that we're going to get into today. Uh, yes, uh, the, the, the website they can go to is newantisemitism.com, and I have this one that came about a year ago or so, maybe a little over a year ago, End Times Antisemitism, and it has a, half of the book is actually a history of antisemitism through the ages, and it has a lot, a lot of uh, end notes. This is a great tool to really help educate people on exactly what, you know, several topics we'll talk about today, uh, and beyond education, you have to take action. And the good news is that the, the action book is a lot smaller. So <laughs> you, you can study a thicker book on, on what's going on over the ages with the uh, Jewish people up to today. Very, pretty current. And then here is another book. Uh, and they're both on my website and both on Amazon. You can order them. Uh, End Times Antisemitism and The Time Is Now. And, uh, and I always like to uh, mention that the foreword for this one was written by you. Thank you very much. Hey, you're welcome, and, and thank you for asking me to uh, be involved in that. Uh, listen, let's get going because we have a lot to cover, and we're specifically going to get some things that you had brought up recently in uh, a couple of news articles. But before we go there, and it's, it's somewhat alarming, but before we go there, in New York, apparently there's a lockdown that appears from some of the things that I've read, and maybe I'm not getting all the right material, it appears that there's a lockdown that targets uh, the uh, Haredi communities in New York. Uh, do you know anything about that? Is that accurate or is that some misinformation? I think it's nine different neighborhoods in uh, in New York, in the, within the five boroughs of New York. As of like a, a few hours ago, it was nine, nine neighborhoods. It could change. Uh, you, Tom, we know that things can change every hour of the day on every oh, yeah. day right now. This is 2020. Oh, things yeah. could change. Uh, but uh, it, it, uh, Mayor de Blasio uh, 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 instituted a, a new lockdown on um, Orthodox communities. And uh, I, I don't really care for many of his policies, and I, and, and, and I, I'm not, I don't think he's the best mayor New York ever had by a long shot. Uh, but the other side of the coin is is something that we also see in Israel is that the Haredi community, the the uh, Orthodox and ultra Orthodox communities, they live a communal life. They they're together. They do everything together. They they live in, in in neighborhoods where basically they 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 congregate together for many things throughout the day and throughout the week. And so it's it's difficult for them to. Uh, to, to, to stay home, to do things on video. It's in, nearly impossible. So we have to look at both sides. He's, I think de Blasio is not necessarily uh, uh, transparent as he's not really doing this with all communities or all groups. We've seen Black Lives Matter 
not to enter another topic, but where we have big gatherings with no masks, or people get whatever they want, they protest all together, and it's it, 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 it happens. They let they, they let it that happen, and then we see a Jewish community that is being punished. But again, that community finds it very difficult to separate and do things on their own without being in, in a communal lifestyle. So that's why it's it's a challenge. Yeah, yeah, I could I, I could see it. I know what it's like. Uh, and whenever I go to Jerusalem, I'm watching, just observing the community. But it is, from my perspective, it's troubling because I do know that a scene, you know, you can look at New York, they've had massive gatherings for BLM and other organizations. So you look, you go, I don't know. And de Blasio has been challenged with some anti-Semitic things in the past, some of the things he's said and some of the actions he's done. So, so that is, you know, I look at it, it's, it's, it has my, my, my attention, and uh, we'll keep paying attention to it. But I, well, but I think I was also, it was also uh, 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 Cuomo who said, uh, uh, it was a few weeks ago, who said that if the Jewish community of some areas, if they don't abide by what they're saying, they could close their synagogues permanently. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So you, you, you hear some of these things, and you're thinking, well, this is interesting. Um, and, uh, and certainly, especially with the subject that we're talking about today regarding anti-Semitism. And, and by the way, each month we may take a different topic. We've even, you know, we'll probably do Hanukkah, uh, Passover, uh, we'll do various things, probably even uh, what's the Shabbat look like uh, for the uh, Jewish person who celebrates Shabbat, whether it be Orthodox home or otherwise. But right now, I want to go to some things that you recently wrote and um, regarding some of the trends that are trending, uh, the, that are going toward the way of anti-Semitism, especially when you look at what is happening with uh, the millennials. So uh, fill us in uh, to, to what you see and some of the things that you were able to uh, write and have them published. Great, great concern, Tom. The great concern is uh, the, the current young generation, the, you know, the, the uh, millennials, and then the next one, I think they call them Gen Z, um, and uh, the, their lack of interest in, in history in general, and, and I'm always, a, you know, I always have to be careful not to paint with broad strokes because I I have two of those, and you know, my kids are you know that generation yeah. of millennials, and they're not necessarily exactly the same. Even both of my kids are different, so you know, you don't have to paint with broad strokes. But uh, uh, generally speaking, there is a, a you know a, a great uh, a desire to be involved in quote-unquote social justice, and uh, very, very often you find out that the facts are not checked, mm -hmm. uh, history is not uh, compared, or, you know, it's just like whatever goes, whatever feels good, and there's a survey, and I have it on my other screen, so I'm turning my head to look at the numbers. The survey is, uh, is uh, uh, it was called a um, the uh, U.S. Millennial Holocaust Knowledge and Awareness Survey, and so I just I just took that survey and kind of you know analyzed it, and what was interesting it was made in all 50 states of the union, uh, which is uh, I think the first of its kind to be all mm -hmm. over the United States. And they ask questions about the Holocaust. Tom, they are very very scary. Now uh, people have accused me over the 20 plus years of me uh, studying and teaching about the Holocaust and anti-Semitism and, and that topic in general of always bringing up that topic, but you know what? I'm sorry. I'm going to continue to bring up this topic when, for instance, uh, uh, in the questions asked, can you name one concentration camp or one ghetto? 
out of 40,000 of them, you think mm-hmm. you pick maybe one, uh, uh, 48% of millennials could not name one camp or one ghetto. Auschwitz, mm-hmm. uh, 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 Dachau are the two most infamous ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the Warsaw ghetto, most mm-hmm. people of our generation, we've heard of it. Even if you're not Jewish, even if you're not interested in history, you've heard about it, part of the war. Another one is, what is Auschwitz? What is Auschwitz? 56%, that's over half of millennials, could not respond. They did not know what it was. And as to the other camps, they're less known as Treblinka or Buchenwald. One to 3% knew what they were. One to 3%. One to three percent. So, so this is somewhat uh, very disturbing. I, I know biblically, as I read the Bible, I can tell what's coming in the last days. Anti-Semitism is only going to increase. I know that because the Bible warns about that. There's always been anti-Semitism here, uh, but this trend. You know, you you would think back from a logical standpoint. Um, you know, after World War II, you would think that there would be. Uh, a lot more people, I, I realize that was you know, a long time ago now, but still there would be people that would push back against anything that's anti-Semitic, but that is not what has happened. In fact, right after World War II, anti-Semitism was exposed. It, it was still everywhere in the world, it, and it's, it, it never went away. It, it, never, it never really stopped. You know, in, in, in my book, and I, both my books on the topic, I, I speak of, of it being swept under the carpet of, 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 of society. Like, we, we're not going to talk about anti-Semitism for a while. It's taboo. It was swept under the carpet, but it was never really destroyed, never completely mm-hmm. pushed away. It came back in, uh, you know, within 20 years after, uh, 20 to 30 years after the, the end of the war, it came back, but it was morphed into this new anti-Semitism, which, is, which continues morphing. There's one more number I want to give you, Tom. Okay. You're not going to believe this. Not, up to 19% of millennials believe that Jews caused the Holocaust. That is that's that's right. just, so, it's just so bizarre when you hear these things. And yet we live in an environment where all kinds of lies are being told and people are believing the lies or taking them as truth. I remember several, several years ago when Ahmadinejad was the president of Iran and he was really pushing uh, the Holocaust denial uh, and, uh, and trying to get that driven into as many parts of the world as he could, that the Holocaust didn't really happen. I mean, you, when you look at it, it, it's just absurd. But here's what the way I see things going also with this, Olivier. Uh, Auschwitz is still there. I know there's people that are brought over from Israel. They're going into the IDF. Uh, some of the young people from the schools are brought over, the Jewish kids, and brought over to see Auschwitz. Look, this is real. This is part of your history. And the Jews have kept up these memorials or, or used these things as memorials to teach the younger generations so they never forget. Hence, you have Yad Vashem, you have Holocaust museums here in the United States. But as we watch, history in, the, in America is being rewritten. Statues are being removed. And as all of these things are changing, it's also going to bring up the opportunity to deny the Holocaust and say, no, this isn't really what happened to the Jews. The Jews caused the Holocaust. And then, of course, the history from, from uh, coming from Nazi Germany and from Joseph Goebbels and Hitler was, listen, the Jews are the problem. Where the Jews need to be exterminated. They're the ones, they're, uh, they've got all the money. They're manipulating everything. But isn't that similar to the conversation we're starting to hear now? 
Well, yeah. Well, this is well, this is what's happening right now. And the, the 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 danger when you look at this generation that we're talking about right now, the, the younger generation, is you get, for instance, twenty percent of them believe the Jews are responsible for the Holocaust. You put these kids on college campuses, mm-hmm. and now they have the pro-Palestinian factions like yeah. uh, Student for Justice in Palestine or the or the uh, Muslim uh, uh, the, the Muslim Brotherhood, Muslim the Muslim Student Union. Uh, it, it push exactly the the that agenda of you know anti-Israel pro-Palestinian and those kids don't know what they're talking about the the, the Jewish kids or the the millennials sorry I should say they they don't have a clue what's, about the, the real history now you put them in in the context of a, of a, a group of people telling them the Jews are bad Israel needs to be destroyed and you go like well I guess so I mean because the numbers are here. So on one hand, they don't study real history, and on the other hand, they're being uh, fed uh, a revisionism uh, on, on how mm-hmm. Israel, you know, the, the, the Holocaust never happened, or uh, uh, the Jews, you know, really inflated the whole thing so they could have a, a, a case for moving back to Israel and taking the land away from the Palestinians. Mm-hmm. You know, that's another ver- version. And they, they can't fight because they don't know... Uh, they, don't, they don't know anything. So they go like, yeah, that sounds good. So, so you have a lot of, a lot of young... The young generation right now is being prepared. I mean, yes, they're going to replace us, and uh, and it's very scary for the future. Yeah, it's very frightening when when you look at this. Here's this also, uh, this article. It just confirms everything you're saying. Two uh, percent, only two percent of American millennials adhere to a biblical worldview. This is a study from just a couple of weeks ago. The article goes into some details that are very alarming. So when you take the things that you just quoted, you look at an article like this, 2% of millennials having a world, a biblical worldview. Well, that means 98% of their worldview is entirely, uh, it's anti-biblical. So everything that they do is going, everything everybody does is based on whatever their worldview is, the decisions you make. So when you look at these things, the stats that you're bringing out with the millennials and then you bring up going into college campuses. You know, I've been watching the Palestinian movements within the college campuses for uh, several years now, and you see this. This is really easy. This is going to be really easy to shape the mind of people for to blame everything on the Jews. And, it, it, and it's, it's very disturbing to see the direction it's going to come, especially, again, as in America, we are rewriting history. There's the yeah. new textbooks that are coming. There, the, our own foundations are being destroyed. And the mass media in America is, is facilitating so much of this just by what they are producing with their propaganda and the narrative. So history is being rewritten, and it's not going to be favorable, I'm afraid, uh, uh, for the Jewish people. And that's one of the reasons why we do this program. Right. No, I, absolutely. Uh, you know, it's... Uh, uh, there's new textbooks coming up. I mean, I, th- I think you've, you've, you've got some of them in California. You're fighting for some of those uh, oh, yeah. textbooks. Yeah, very the, disturbing things. Historical revisionism. Uh, you know, I really want to encourage uh, uh, people to look at that latest article that I put because not only do I give some of the numbers, but I listed, and I'll just give you, without giving you the details, I listed ways to, to, to really help people. And I said, how do you, you know, how can you uh, change things? Well, when it, com- I, I, when it comes to education, it's never too late. And some ways it can be accomplished. Visit a Holocaust memorial uh, or museum. They're 
all over the U.S. They're in Israel, in the world, but they're also all over the U.S. And I put I put lists, links. Visit a camp uh, if you can. Go to a camp in uh, in uh, Europe, in Eastern Europe, if you have an if you have the opportunity to do that. I think it will change your life. It changed mine, even though as a Jew, I knew all about it because some of my family died in there. But when I went in 2010, it really gave me a new perspective. Watch a movie or a program, read a book. I mean, and I, I list a lot of good books. And, and, and so all those things you can do, you know, you can travel to a camp, you can go to a museum, you can watch movies, you can read, but do something. Mm-hmm. Not, none of us can do it all, but all of us can do something. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's not the time to sit back and say, well, only 2% of millennials or 1% to 3% of millennials or are thinking like, or 20% are blaming uh, the Jews for what they've done. Instead, we do something. We can educate. Uh, Olivia, my children are even younger than your children. They will fall into the Gen Z category. I'm very thankful that uh, both of my kids have been to Israel. My daughter's been twice with us. My son's been three times with us. But there is a need. I want to exhort everybody out there that's watching this, whether you're a parent or a grandparent, the young people that you have contact with in your life, whether kids or grandkids or maybe neighbors come over to your house, educate them. Start giving them something that is worthwhile because there's so much garbage out there and, and so much time is wasted. But but we can educate and we can do. The, the, the universities are, are doing exactly the opposite. They're feeding the lies. And in, in, in the Bible, Romans chapter 1, the Bible says, talks about the generation when the truth will be suppressed with lies. That is what we are witnessing. So I'm watching this. What can we do? Olivia, you have tools. We'll put them up on the video also so people can see them and access them. But what's the, um, the news article and where can people access the news article? Newantisemitism.com? Newantisemitism.com. This is where they can find all of my weekly articles, the podcast. Are there also my books, my DVDs, videos, uh, Everything is uh, is on that uh, website, newantisemitism.com. And, uh, but you're right, Tom, it starts in the family. And, and you and I were talking the other day about the fact that there is a broken family unit. We know this. You know, we live in a, in a, at a time where, you know, there's a lot of single parents and we have to deal with that. Well, it doesn't matter if you're a single dad or a single mom. You still have a responsibility to bring up your kids and educate them. And something can be done even with single parents. It starts in the family. We cannot rely on the school system at any level, yeah. especially university level, uh, yeah. to educate our kids. Otherwise, they're going to completely brainwash them with, uh, with uh, you know, the wrong information. Yeah. We, we, it's, already, it's not going to happen. It's been happening for, for a while now. It has been happening. It's only getting worse. And hopefully right now, we're in this COVID-19 generation uh, that, that, that people will wake up and realize that we're being lied to about all sorts of things. You know, I'm not here to talk about the coronavirus, but just uh, the reality of what we, the subject is that you and I are talking about today. Uh, let's step up to the plate and do everything that we can. One more thought, if I may. You know, when people listen to, to, to you and I on this topic or read my articles and say, like, well, you know what, I don't deny the Holocaust, but I'm not Jewish, and, and, and it, how is that, you know, how, how is that going to change anything in my life? Well, Here's you know one thought that I that I, I put in my article that was I think was important is that if if this new generation uh, is is completely unaware of such an important event like the Holocaust, where 12 million people died, six million Jews, but 12 million people died uh, from the Nazi war machine, if they're unaware of of the reality of that 
tragic event, how much less unaware are going to be of other events that are not as important. Mm -hmm. So if, if the Holocaust is the, is, you know, where the bar is and they don't have a clue about what went on, other things are going to be yeah. completely ignorant. And it's, we're, we're raising a, 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 a generation of, of kids who are going to have no idea of, of, of what history is all mm -hmm. about. And, and it's going to be very easy to cancel culture with a generation who has oh, no yeah. foundation, no roots anywhere. Oh yeah, there's there's no roots, and it's 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 disturbing. But uh, you know, we do have opportunity. We need to be involved in this in this fight because it really is a fight that's taking place right now in America and and uh, the whole culture. So we can do. Uh, Olivia, again, your books are books are uh, uh, end times anti-Semitism, uh, the uh, the new chapter in the Logos hatred. You know, I know my book so well, I don't even remember the title. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the time is now seven steps Christians should take to help their Jewish friends. They really go hand in hand. This is a, a history of what has happened over 2000 years and what's happening today. And this is a little guide on what Christians can do, or I would say even people of goodwill can do to make a difference. And, and if we don't start making a difference now, uh, I tell you, uh, Tom, you know, you know my heart and I know it's part of your heart too. They're coming for the Jews again. Oh yeah. We're seeing yeah. the same momentum that we saw in the 30s and 40s happening. Yeah. So we, 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 yeah. need, we need to be involved. Yeah, I want to be on the right side of this. I want to be on God's side in this. And I'm hoping yeah. all of our viewers will please hear me. Uh, we can do something. We're in a fight. And now's not the time to just sit back. If certainly you've observed that over the last uh, several months, we are in a spiritual battle. And let's uh, stand strong and do what is right. Be on God's side in all of this. Olivier, thank you very much. I'm looking forward to these monthly updates uh, on everything Jewish with you. And uh, by the way, next time we're supposed to be having an update like the uh, day after the election. We might wait for a week to see how things go <laughs> because it would be interesting. But um, I'm looking forward to having you back on here. Thank you very much. You know, next time we could do a topic like why do Jews vote Democrat? That you know what? If you're this, let's do it. You good for that? I'm good. I'm, okay. I'm good for that. We'll do that. That sounds great. And we'll talk about a few things regarding the Shabbat too that I always find fascinating. Thank you very much. Shalom. God bless and shalom, my brother. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.